Yo, what's going on guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode on the Bot Talk. Episode 16 is with Image Creator. It's a very, very interesting episode. Quickly, before we get into today's episode, I want you guys to make sure you guys subscribed. A large percentage of you guys that watch the videos aren't subscribed, so please consider subscribing. My initial goal for 2019 was 1,000 subscribers. Then I decided to double it and try to hit 2,000 subscribers, and there's literally below a month left. Let's see if we can hit it. Regardless, support's been amazing. So if you guys want to subscribe, drop a like. That'd be amazing. If you guys on Spotify, go ahead and follow and check out our socials. We're literally at the bot talk on Instagram and at the bot talk on Twitter. So, guys, go check out links will be down below. Let's jump straight into the episode. So, guys, jumping straight into today's episode, we have a very special guest on the show. We have Image Create, who specializes in creative direction, branding, and motion design. And if you guys are aware of his work, he has recently worked with Cyber and Koda and a bunch of brands within the community. So, I'm very excited to go ahead and dive into his work and learn about his past and learn about his future projects within the community. So, jumping straight into the first question How did you discover designing in general? started getting to the realm of design when I was around 10 or 11, which is half my life ago. I'm 22 right now. Uh, I started editing video, experimenting with different programs just out of pure curiosity and like just trying to just learn more about them. And there was really no purpose behind it. It was just something that I really had an interest for. Well, that's good to know. You have been designing for a very long amount of time. That kind of creates... Uh, huge skill set to uh, take into all your work and all your projects that you do get. But moving on to the next question, what were some of the aspects of designing that drew you towards it? The main thing that made me want to pursue designing is the importance and like the magnitude that a design has. It's, you know, just for example, a web design is something that is really priceless for a business to have. You know, a good web design or a bad web design can affect how much revenue the company generates, you know, it's, there's just so many more layers to design than what the people see. People see the visual and they don't really understand that there's a lot of things that go into the designing process and each design has its own importance, but it's mainly just understanding that the designs themselves have such a deeper meaning than what, you know, the average user sees. Yeah, I definitely do think that element of the users not understanding fully does resonate with a lot of bot developers and bot owners within the community, seeing as though we're relating that towards this interview. A lot of users don't understand what it takes to create this design. I feel like some users skip over it, but obviously every design you create for a company or a bot or a brand, it's purposely crafted in such a way to bring eyes to it, to make it look appealing, to function in a certain way on websites and different apps. So yeah, I definitely do agree with your point where users and people that do use all these designs on websites they need to understand that there is an element that they won't ever understand the element that people tend to overlook moving on to the next question when you discover designing is obviously something that is complex and it is a huge industry what were some of those factors that contributed towards you continuing to design well the path i took was really um unconventional like I mentioned, I started relatively young and it was really not just the purpose of design. It was mainly just video editing, logos, you know, just the overall creative process in different spaces. And I had taken a break for a couple of years just due to the lack of having personal projects. There was really no purpose for me to get into design, even though I still had a passion for it. But after getting into reselling and seeing different companies and businesses market in you know the conventional ways that you would see Google, Apple, et cetera, 
market their products. Um, I thought that I could do these things and possibly do them better than what they were putting out at the time. Yeah, I definitely do agree with that. If you see a gap in the market, you can go ahead and take advantage. It's very interesting that you did decide to stop that just because of the lack of projects to actually work on. And then when you saw that gap in the market, you decided to capitalize on that and create your own industry. But we're going to continue into the interview and kind of dissect that a bit more. But moving on to the next question, obviously designing and graphic designing in general is a huge, huge industry with a lot of layers. A lot of companies want graphics done for a multitude of things. Why did you decide to go with motion design and UI design over any other sector of work in the designing industry? This is something that happened unintentionally. I guess I can safely say that like, I have a lot of experience dealing in these fields now, and it's just a specialty that I've come to enjoy and accept. You know, I'm, I uh, tend to gravitate towards motion and uh, the UI side of things. I still enjoy branding and other bits and pieces of design. I happen to be into web development and coding as well. And this aligns with being able to construct a nice website and like understanding what can be made and what can't. And I guess it's just the way things fell into place. And like I mentioned, I really like doing other projects as far as like branding and just general graphic work. But these are things that I particularly enjoy doing. I definitely do think people can agree with the fact that if your work is something that you do enjoy, you generally do put more thought into it, there's more motivation behind it, there's more drive to do it. So it was very wise of you to choose the things you did enjoy and go ahead and capitalize on that and create revenue for yourself and overall widen your skill set in that particular area. But it kind of segues really nicely into the next question. How did you begin or continue to widen your skill set in that sector of design when you first started? So... When I first started ImageCrate, which is coming up on two years in February, when I first started, I knew that my designs weren't perfect. I, I understood that I needed to improve and it's something that I personally wanted to do and I didn't have any problem with that. The main thing that I did was just wanted to be eager to learn and teach myself because all of my skills are self-taught. You know, uh, all of my design skills, you know, Illustrator, Photoshop, After Effects, Cinema 4D, all of these things are self-taught. So there's a lot of things that I know that I didn't really understand fully. It was just maybe looking up a tutorial in the past and just gaining knowledge from different things because it's really hard to just sit down with somebody and teach them a program. It's, I can teach you how to make this design, but that doesn't mean you're going to be able to make it a different one. Mainly, like I said, it was just being eager to learn and teach myself and understanding that none of my designs are perfect and I should want to improve them. Touching on your point that I definitely do think it links back towards what you said before, saying that you have a genuine liking towards what you're doing and it isn't just for monetary gain. But that kind of links in very nicely with your next question. Obviously, when you start something like a hobby or just like something to do on the side of your personal life, when once you become good at it and once you invest a lot of time into it, people like to create revenue streams from. When was the point when you were investing your time in designing that you decided, okay, I can go ahead and create revenue from this? This is actually pretty funny, but starting out, I was really hesitant because I didn't think that I was good enough to charge clients. And it was really sort of thrown out there. I was uh, discussing it with a friend. My friend Owen I was going to just jokingly say I was going to open a design agency, start freelance, etc. But I didn't really have any um, intention to. But he was really the one that pushed me to create the business and just start designing. And I'm really thankful that, you know, I decided to 
open up inquiries and, and taking client work because it's something really enjoyable to create something that others enjoy on top of like myself. I enjoy creating these designs. Funny how that really, when people ask me that question, it's like, you know, have you all, you know, always been taking client work? It really almost didn't happen. It was just sort of, sort of like a spur of the moment thing. Touching on what you said that I feel like there is a lesson to be learned. Most people, when they're doing something or they're creating something, they critique themselves heavily to the point where they don't actually give value to their work. They might think it's good, but they will compare it to other people and be like, okay, it's not good in this aspect. So I definitely do think it is needed sometimes for our external source, like a friend or a family member to go ahead and tell you that your work is really good. And that obviously did push you towards creating this monetary gain. Like you said, you're very grateful for that. So I definitely do think that is one thing to keep in mind for anyone that's creating or creating products that um, external sources and people outside that give their opinion can help you towards pushing uh, yourself further. And I definitely do think that is something that's needed. Well, like you said, you went ahead and created this whole action plan. You went ahead and had a plan moving in to charging clients uh, money for these designs. What were some of the hardships you faced when you first started working with clients? One of the main things was um, finding traction and establishing a following from the beginning. And I did this by releasing some free-to-use off-white Air Jordan backgrounds for iPhone and Mac, like or your desktop. And I also made some load screen concepts for WAPBot and Ghost. That was one of the few projects or the few projects that I took upon myself to just upload and put out there. And I got a little bit of a following from that. And then from there, it really took off. So it didn't really take me long to gain a small following to where I didn't have to push out free projects and push out my work as much as I could, you know, without pay or without client work, at least. Personally, I see this a lot in the community. People go ahead and create this free graphics uh, companies. They go ahead and art them. They hope for some traction. It kind of sets some flares off. And obviously, people can contact them and go ahead and ask them to create uh, graphics for them. So I definitely do think that is the right route to take to get some traction. Because obviously, these companies will go ahead and appreciate that because this community... Uh, when it comes to graphic designers, I don't think it's super wide. I don't think it's something that uh, it's saturated. I feel like there's a f handful of very, very talented individuals. And that's why all the companies go to them to create these graphics. So I definitely do think doing that at the moment is definitely the way to go to get some traction. And I'm very, very glad it worked for you. Moving on to the second section of today's episode. We're going to go jump straight into the whole reselling side of your graphic career. We're going to go talk about that. We're going to talk about experiences working with bots and companies. So for the first question of this section, how did you discover reselling slash botting? started reselling when I was 17. So going on five years ago, which was when Kanye debuted his new silhouettes, uh, this the 750s and the 350s. Um, this was really before groups and the reselling community was a whole lot smaller than what it is today. And in general, like the resources were just less widely available than what they are today. It's actually a part of one of the first groups that came to light along with Yeezy Mafia. Yeezy Mafia and Resale Cartel. I don't know if anyone remembers Resale Cartel, but Yeezy Mafia and Resale Cartel started out and they were created around the same time and they were really the some of the first groups that were working on exploits, information, et cetera, just to give the average person a better chance at securing pairs. 
Well, that's good to hear. You did have the background knowledge of the community and you were fully aware of the community. I feel like some people may not have known that about you, but it's nice to see that you knew everything about the community. And then when you decided to jump back into graphic design, you knew which bots were the biggest and you knew uh, how they all worked and how the community worked. So you could utilize that to your own advantage. And obviously it did pay off. But moving on to the next question, what were your initial opinions of the whole reselling and botting scene? My initial opinion was pretty positive. I think that the overall concept wasn't too foreign to me as far as understanding the supply and demand. And when Kanye came out with Yeezys, people were going absolutely nuts over the shoes and just the, the prices were much higher than what they are now. But, you know, people were willing to pay the prices, you know, that they were going for. So to me, it was pretty interesting. But I, I really liked the, the concept of being able to work for a couple hours and maybe get a couple pairs of shoes and end up with, you know, X amount of profit that was well worth your time. Well, I'm glad you actually justified your answer. It kind of creates a good reflection on the viewers that can go ahead and uh, dissect what your initial opinion was and why it was supported. And I definitely do think there is a split there. You kind of touched upon it there. There is a split to where some people do think that, okay, this is bad, you know, uh, everyone deserves these shoes. And some people do think that if you can't beat them, you should join them and should utilize your time, maximize your success and go ahead and support your brands that you want to support, but also create profit doing that. So I guess it's a split, but it's nice to know your opinion. Moving on to the next question. Like you said, you took a break from graphics designing and when you saw the gap in the market, you went ahead and capitalized, created your plans and uh, bought us some free graphics. However, what was the first company within the community that reached out to you to do some work for them? And how was that like based on the fact that you were new to the whole idea of doing graphics within the community? So when I released the free wallpapers, that's when I got my first inquiry about project and it was actually project destroyer working with them was great it was the first time i charged a client so it was it was um, a learning experience for myself and i really appreciate them and everything that, that we were able to accomplish together you know i was i was hired to do the branding and throughout their i guess throughout their their path that they've taken today they've you know they've gone through ui revamps etc and i've had to i was actually reached out to to create some load screens for their for their bots i'm i'm pretty sure that they have one today or they still have one in their in their software that i made i've made two two of them so it was great it was an ongoing relationship and like i said it was a great um it was a great project to start things off it allowed me to learn a lot about the process well, I'm glad the first experience was positive that kind of created an idea in your mind of how these companies will work when it comes to graphic design because obviously it's different from being a user to working with them on a high level so I'm very glad it was a very so I'm very glad it was a positive interaction at first but moving on to the next question how are you approached to do the cyber 4.0 video and just for the viewers who may not be aware of what i'm talking about cyber is a bot that i think a lot of the demographic that are watching this do know about cyber 4.0 video the thing i'm referring to is when cyber went out and contacted image create to go ahead and create a promotional video promoting 4.0 on their brand new update it was a long anticipated update so how were you approached to do this video so initially I was reached out to by Liam, which is one of CyberSoul's ex-developers. And then after that, Neil reached out to me and introduced himself and asked if I was interested slash open for work at the time. So when they went ahead and contacted you and gave you this uh, work to do, how did you adapt your skill set and mindset when making this video? 
So the main thing I had to consider was putting myself in the consumer's shoes. This was obviously the biggest project that I had today. Prior to cyber, I worked with Bob Broker, which was a good stepping stone to get to that that stage. They had a, an unveilment themselves. Like I mentioned, it was it was really putting myself in the consumer's mindset and trying to visualize what they were going to see, what they were going to observe, what they were going to read, trying to convey the information in a way that they can understand the significance of the update. Everything needs to be well executed. So it took a bunch of planning. And the main thing that really, really wanted to focus on was just creating something that was high quality from the beginning to the finish. And it took a lot of work to do that, but it turned out great. Neil did a great job as well, as far as giving me some type of script and creative direction. He was a great help with that. And Lucas as well. Lucas was involved as well. But they both did a great job letting me know what was really the main points I needed to focus on. And what we would do is we would collaborate. And for example, I would send them work or send them a preview. And then they would get back to me and say, well, you know, we want this change. We think this needs to be changed. And if they didn't like it, that was completely fine. I would go back, change it, et cetera. And then I would send it back. And then maybe sometimes they would have a scene in mind and I would think that it would look better in a different way. And it was just, it was just a big collaborative effort that went into this. And the mindset overall was just, we needed to be purposeful in every scene and just offer um, the best design that we can so the users can appreciate the, the hype and the, the purpose of the video. Touching on the last part of your answer there, you were talking about the users enjoying this video. How satisfied were you with the community's reaction to the video? Well, when Lucas let me know that he was about to upload the video, I was, I, I can't remember what I was doing, but a couple minutes went by and he tweeted out appreciating me, you know, saying thanks for uh, working with them. And my um, mentions started blowing up. I can't say I was um, entirely surprised just because of the magnitude of the following that they have, but just to see that so many people appreciated it and just were saying that they love the video. And, and th you know, th these are people that I've never met before. These are people I've never interacted with. These are people I've never met in my life. And they're going out of their way to say that the video was great. Not only that the update itself is such a huge thing to consider as far as the botting community, you know, it was such a huge update and people were still taking time to say, wow, that video was great. That really made me appreciative that we were able to accomplish our goals when we first started. Personally, I think the video was amazing. Everyone that watched that video thought it was amazing for the most part. And I think it's got to do with the fact that it was the first of its kind. No one's ever seen a video of that high production level, that well done with the music, everything put together with loads of creative minds behind it, like Neil, like you said, another talented designer from Cybersaw. But I definitely do think the video was just overall well done, well packaged, and it was presented in the right way, and everyone liked it. Like There was loads of loads of positive feedback on the timeline. I didn't see anyone expressing any negative feedback behind it. And overall, it was a great video. Touching on something you did say, you did say that cyber being the big business that it is, the magnitude of impact it will have on you and your following, how did that go ahead and affect your business in terms of sales, people knowing who you are, etc.? So after the release of the video, I had a ton of, ton of people messaging me and it got to the point where it was just, there were so many people messaging me, I, I was having a difficult time getting back to people. And this was really the first time in my design career and as Image Create as a business, 
that I had to turn down a lot of the projects just because I just didn't have time. I, you know, the, the projects were stacking up. I already had other projects I was working on at the, at the moment. And it was, it was definitely a shock. I wasn't really expecting as many people to reach out to me as they did. I, I expected people to like the video. And cause I mean, like I said, we worked so hard on the video. I want to say that I spent around 72 hours total working give or take on the video and when neil reached out he mentioned that we had a week deadline so i worked really hard in the video i spent a lot of time so i expected some type of positive react reaction at from the community just because of the the um the circumstances surrounding it and the update but i didn't i didn't fully expect the amount of people to reach out to me as they did yeah, touching on my original point, I definitely do think that with it being the first of its kind, lots of companies definitely wanted to reach out and go to get a video. I know personally I did. I was just curious about the pricing and stuff like that. And obviously you did respond, which I'm very appreciative for. But I can imagine the multitude of DMs you got from loads of individuals, obviously showing their support, but also with business inquiries. So it's really nice to see that your whole brand and yourself kind of blow it up and you created all these sales for yourself and established a very, very strong name within the community. But you talked about your design journey, you talked about how it took a peak when the uh, cyber video got released. Looking back on your design journey now, what are some of the things you regret? So whenever I look back, it's hard to say that I regret a whole lot, just mainly because I appreciate some of the mistakes that I've made because they've really helped me become the designer that I am today and helped me make better decisions with some of the the things that I design and, and maybe the projects that I take on, et cetera. So I would say that the main thing that I regret is when I first started, I, I sort of looked at design as being very concise and following certain aspects of the design community. But really, it's about creating your own styles and niches and uh, understanding that design itself is something that you can define and you can create things that really haven't been done before. And sometimes I was too busy trying to understand, oh, you know, what's the style right now for web design? What's the style for UI? What's the style for motion graphics? And it's not really just trusting my creative ability and being able to create things uniquely from project to project. Well, it's interesting to hear your unique take on that. And I definitely think that does resonate with other designers. And speaking of other designers, to go ahead and round off today's episode, what is your advice to other designers in the community at the moment? I'd say that one of the main things that really stick out to me is to improve your designs in your own way. Like I mentioned, um, it's, it's all about finding your personal style and your personal preference, but still being able to be flexible and incorporate different skill sets into different projects and the main thing i wish that i would have known when i first started out is when you start designing for clients you know it's, it's a completely different aspect it's something that you really can't get the grasp of when you start out until you actually start taking clients every project is going to be different every project is going to be something that the client wants you know they're going to want more control over it than the last client does, or, you know, this client wants less control of it, control over it. So the main thing, another thing I could say is just trying to be as flexible as possible with your designs and making something that you think is good design, not just because the client wants it, you know, don't be afraid to say, you know, I really think that that's a good idea, but I think that this would look better because 
when you whenever you design you you have your pricing you have your rates and the way i look at it is that pricing or rates is the price of my time it's the it's the price of the you know the time that i'm going to be putting into the project and if you get a client that is really difficult you know some somebody that is um really indecisive you know they want a logo done but they don't know exactly what they want you know don't be afraid to kind of voice your opinion and say well you know let's take it this direction or let's take it this direction because you know if you charge x amount of dollars and you spend two three four weeks on the logo you know that's a lot of your time that you've wasted and you know don't be afraid to just try different things out and to look into other options as far as you know design goes well, that concludes today's episode, guys. If you guys did enjoy, please drop a like, subscribe if you are on the YouTube side of things. If you're on Spotify, go ahead and follow. We do weekly podcasts. But on the final note, I want you guys to go ahead down below in the description and check out Image Creator. His social will be there. His previous work that we've referenced in today's episode will also be there. Go ahead and check him out. Drop him a follow. I'm going to catch you guys next time. Peace out.